What? Microphone check one two. What is this? Testicles, testicles. <laughs> yeah, syphilis, syphilis. Okay. Hey, you in there? I'm in you this in bitch. There. We in this bitch. What up? Yeah. We in this bitch. Perspective. Listeners, Geffers. What's up with you? Geffers. We Geffers. <laughs> you like the little country ass twang I put on them over? Right. Geffers. <laughs> What's up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? Hey, you got to do it like that sometimes. Don't forget where the hell you came from. And I came from the mm. dudded dudded. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nah, I came from... Yeah, yeah. real dudded. Yeah, I, yeah I, I came from Evansville, which is dirty as well. As Indiana. We, like, we right, it's dirty as fuck, baby. Before. It's dirty as fuck. That filthy-ass Midwest. Yeah, they yeah. Got, like, got the fuck out. Nothing but dust in that motherfucker. Bruh. Dusty-ass. Bruh. <laughs> I don't even think... I've been back in like 10 years. I'll be real with you. I, you know, I gotta say, man, mm. I can't think of the name of a city that sounds more ashy than Evansville. <laughs> it's pretty ashy. <laughs> it's it sounds like, like an ashy ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty <laughs> It's not ashy. like a nigga with no shea butter. <laughs> <laughs> Evansville, bro. Yeah, like that sounds like some ashy Larry shit. Nigga, your knees looking dusty as hell. Yeah. Do something about that. Mostly projects, what? Marcy Projects. <laughs> <laughs> we record live from the new digs up here in San Francisco, California. I want to say up, sunny. Baby. I want to say sunny, but it ain't sunny. Cause it's we not got, sunny. We got Carl rolling through. Carl is what we nicknamed the fog out here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Carl is there. I mean, there's a little bit of like blue sky peeking out, but yeah, it's been cloudy and rainy this whole week, but not as like... But not nearly as bad as like what we had like this whole winter. I mean, like, right. we like we 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 got no, hit with a ton why, of fucking rain. Why is the fog Carl? I don't know. I don't know. That's just somebody nicknamed it that, and it's. I, I think it was like broke ass Stewart. Yeah, I think it was broke ass Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He personified that shit and called yeah. it Carl. <laughs> yeah. If y'all don't know, uh, broke ass Stewart. Um, He's like a blogger, I guess. Blogger, writer, writer. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's got a pretty strong social media presence. Yeah, very popular mm-hmm. out here in the Bay. Yeah, Usually and he, the local news. Yeah, and he's kind of like happens. about that like real shit. Just yeah. like you know, kind of re- reminding San Francisco of like what it was, what it used to be, what it can be. It's kind of like talking about the actual culture of the city mm-hmm. that's not like re- related to tech culture. Are not limited to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I would probably say, uh, definitely culturally, he's kind of like the cultural conscience of San Francisco right now. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, and there's yeah. a lot of times, like, especially me, you know, having grown up in the Bay Area, um, a lot of times I'll read his shit and I'll be like, dude, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, follow him on Insta. He's got yeah. links and bios for all of his uh, all of his posts, and he's got a pretty pretty uh, nice, pretty engaging. Yeah. There. So anyway, so he okay. so he named the the city fog Carl, and it just stuck. Yeah. So just like the fog. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, just like the fog. Just it sticks around, hovers, man. It hardly ever burns off. Over in Oakland, that shit burns off, and we get a lot of sun. But over here, it's like six, seven degrees. And yep. it's not, what is it, like three miles over the bridge? Two miles over the Yeah, like if that. Mm. Just right over the bridge, it's fucking 10 degrees cooler. Yeah. Actually, you know, speaking of the uh, speaking of the bridge, I just read this article about how there is a mansion mm-hmm. directly underneath the Bay Bridge. What? Yes. 
There is. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, and Treasure Island? Uh, or Yerba Buena? Um, Yerba Buena, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah. And, uh, you got no sun. Huh? You got no sun. And it's literally like, it was like an old, um, it was an old mansion that was like used by the Navy. Um, uh, and like different Navy generals have like lived there for years. Yeah. Um, but it's literally like, I, I, I think they had to do something with it. There was a big concern when they built the new span. Yeah. A few years ago. But it is literally... Right underneath that shit. Right underneath. So kind of like... Oh, yeah. There's a studio in there. Yeah, so we're like... He said it's Carl's Mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so it's like kind of like right when the new span ends and like right as you're like about to come in on like the old side coming Mm -hmm. into San Francisco, Mm -hmm. it's it's right underneath there. Okay. I think that's that's where the Red Hot Chili Peppers record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the... uh, Oh, damn. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the uh, haunted mansion that they recorded Blood Sugar Sex Magic in. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I do Okay, so Jaffa, what's good? Oh, uh, not much, really. But oh, the good damn. thing is that um, I got a massage. <laughs> oh yeah, this week. Oh yeah, and yeah. Okay, that this was that was the business. Right. Um, yeah, I what? Uh, huh? Where'd you oh, get the uh, massage? Uh, yeah, uh, at this spot in Oakland, it's like it's the McKinnon Institute. It's kind of like a massage school. Oh, okay. But uh, um, you know, you can come in and get you know get a massage from one of their students or one of their specialists. Um, and I don't know, man. I've just kind of I'm trying to start this self care journey where I'm kind of more about self care yeah. and taking care of my body. And you know, I've been on this weight loss journey and getting healthy doing that and that's been going great but i also want to uh be more about self-care and relax and take care of myself and um you know i had just had like a couple of weeks where i just worked like too much and um you know i just kind of realized i'm like you know i need to limit um you know, I can really, I, I, I can't work more than three nights a week. Sure. So that was not fucking, five, not with five days, huh? Not with yeah, like not with like five days. Eight of like, shifts is like yeah, that's, that's too much. <laughs> not I mean, way too if much. If you could do it and you got to do it, then you know, then cool and it's fucking capitalism. Yeah, you know, and it's good to like you know get that bread and you know stack it when you can because you know who knows when it's going to happen or if you need to save up. You got you know you know because we all got big shit coming up. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was just killing me. So I was just like, no, I need to take care of myself. And also I, I realized too, that I don't really go out a lot right? because I work so much. Sure. So when I don't have to work at night, my ass is at home and that's good. Yeah. But I also wanted to be a point where I've had enough nights at home to relax that if yeah, I have energy. a night where I'm not mm-hmm. working, I have the energy to go sure, do something sure, and sure. go somewhere. So. And you and you work you work at venues too, so it's like you're you're working at a show. Yeah, and so that's that's the good and the bad part about it is that I feel like I get the interaction and the social interaction stuff that I would get from going out, but I get paid to do it. Right. You know, it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in that, I, you know, I, I really like all my coworkers, so I actually like hanging out with them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, yeah. 
yeah, so it's like I'm making money instead of spending money, which is good, but I also kind of need to, you know, take some more time for me. So this is, I'm going to be, you know, doing this massage thing monthly and, yeah, just trying to be better at that. So that's what's good with me. That's what's up. So, Joey. Yo. What's good with you? Well, you know, we are in the new digs. Um, I got all my stuff put up. I mean, for the most part, right? Yeah, There's a couple nah, of things that need nah, to go. You look settled. Yeah, yeah. That, it's a couple of things that need to go in closets and such. But, like, uh, for the most part, um, we are settled in. I mean, there's still quite a bit of work that needs to be done. Um, but, you know, we well on our way. And, you know, I'm just trying to get accustomed, man. I mean, as far as, like, what is good, uh, I'm adjusting to change. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, so that's good. Uh, adjusting. I was uh, I was kind of bugging out, you know, last week on the podcast and the week before on the pod. And, you know, I think I mentioned it a little bit. Just the pressure and the stress. Oh, yeah. Um, of the move. I, I'm, I'm okay with change, man, as long as it's one thing at a time. You yeah. know, but it seems like a lot changed, like real quick. Mm-hmm. And I get a little anxiety behind that, but um, I'm self-regulating. That's good. You know, talking to my therapist. Uh, yeah. You know, according according to them, I'm doing well. Yeah, that's what my therapist says too. And yeah. I'm just like I, I, I wish I was as confident as you are. Right, right. That part. That part. Uh, yeah, my cat got into me pretty yeah. bad the other day. So my cat has. Uh, <laughs> My cat Anubis, man, has got your cat treated you like if your cat was Ike and you were Tina. Yeah, for real. That's so, what happened. <laughs> your cat's it's pretty bitch. gnarly. It's pretty yeah. gnarly. Uh, I she has ear mites in one of her ears, right? Oh. And uh, yeah, it hadn't spread anywhere else, so we we really need to get ahead of that because if you mm-hmm. get mites, if your animal gets mites, you really got to get on top of it ASAP or. It'll get all in the carpet, mm-hmm. all on the furniture. How did you find out? In fact, well, uh, my my partner uh, saw some dark shit in her ear, mm-hmm. right? And she was like, she Googled it, and she was like, uh-oh. So I ordered that shit immediately. Yeah, you know, yeah. the carpet spray, all the drops, all that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah, so, we, yeah, we, yeah, we can't fuck around with that. No, nah, we can't. Right, I had to swallow. That bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't, think, I don't think we're there yet. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not that serious, but like, it, it's contained in one ear. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, I had to swaddle her up in a towel and hold her mm. ear in her head. And uh, we had to get a Q-tip and clean all the dark shit about the ear, put it in a bag, tie it up, of course, the Q-tips. Oh, yeah. And then and then drop five drops in her ear. And we got to do that for the next, like, six days. Ooh. And oh, she was, yeah. like, she, she was shimmying just a little bit every so often when she, you know, mm. when we were touching the inside of her ear. And I guess, and, and I told Jaffa this, I guess it was it was like a prison break. You know how a prisoner will take a spoon and just chip away at the concrete every yeah. day for like, you yeah. know, six or seven months mm. until they create a <laughs> hole and then boom, it's, it's attack mode. It's, ready, it's go time. Yeah. yeah, so it was go time and she clawed the shit out of my arm, dude. Like, mm. I, had, I had to put some gauze and some tape around it yesterday. Damn. Yeah, yeah. nah, it God, looks... Not, <laughs> yeah. It, it looks... Looks fucking gnarly. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Looked like a cry for help. Yeah. On my wrist right <laughs> like, That's what I thought. I came in, I'm like, Joey. Yeah. 
No, I'm we not. need to have a talk. No self mutilation going on over <laughs> do here. I, do I need to? Do I need to watch you? Yeah. No. Right. no. Do I need right. to I remove need to all the knives and sharp objects from this apartment? No, no, no. We're good. We're right. good. good. We're good. But yeah. So <laughs> my, I. Uh, my pit bull would never treat me like that. Ooh. IJS. <laughs> whatever dog whatever dog <laughs> yeah and that's a pit bull yeah yeah right so children like, i don't know children he looks at him and he's like a fucking tesla he's ready to go he's <laughs> i'm saying but charge up charge right up. right shit all right so izzy what's good with you what is good with me um School's going good. I'm a uh, little over halfway through of okay. like uh, three of my classes, and um, doing pretty good for the most part. You know, um, all my teachers know me. Everybody realizing I'm smart as fuck, so that's good. That's a good feeling, you know. With like motherfuckers, like you know, they they know you that nigga. So you know, that's cool. Um, but more importantly, I've been talking to some comrades lately. Um, some in- some but um i don't want to say what organizations they're with but don't. um these some these these they some they some real comrades man they're some revolutionary motherfuckers so that's what's yeah up. yeah like you mentioned yeah. that last episode hell mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's uh oh i did i did i didn't think i didn't think i did well you um, did because i had to bleep out the location Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I will continue to do. I will continue to do. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, continue to talk to some of these folks and um, kind of get to know them and uh, kind of figure out what I want to, how I want to associate with them, what I, what I want to do with them. So, when you, uh, what you can contribute, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. That's if, if there's any work to be done, I'm, I'm going to see what's up. That's what's up. That's exciting. Yeah, all all about all about community organization, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely. and it's and it's also just great to even have community where you're at too, because yeah. I know it's a little it, it's it's a little harder for you to find like minded right. people there. Yeah, that's that's out about white. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> about white. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, okay, Deffers, we will be right back. For a little bit of shit talking and some current events, stay tuned to the Deaf Perspective Podcast. Yeah, peace. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, we are back with you. And I've got a couple of things I want to air out. Oh, what's up? What's going on? Well, Florida beaches are being hit with an algae bloom stinking up the coastline just in time for summer rednecks to stink up the coastline. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is real. The algae bloom is called a sargasm. Right? Mm-hmm. Real, real name, sargasm. Sargasm. Yeah, I mean that's this funny is, this because is better. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was a great yeah. open. That was a great opening, but it just keeps getting better. Keep, yeah, keep yeah. going, keep going. The, yeah, yeah the, a sargasm, and and that's funny because that's what I call it when a partner says, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. I'm coming." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So the home of the Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs, has suspended a trainer, Safi Joseph Jr., after two of his horses mysteriously died on the track. Whoa. Yep. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Just mysteriously died. Now, unsure of his employment, Joseph decided to start his own business, Stallion Burgers. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to go or not, but yeah. Uh, hey, man, you're going to have it your way. Yeah. Yeah, your way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, disgraced former President Donald Trump is on trial facing accuser E. Jean Carroll on rape charges. When initially asked about the allegations, Trump responded, First of all, she's not my type. Clearly, you have to be a specific type for Trump to rape you. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Come on, bro. She's not my type. Fuck yeah. me. I never liked her. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't lead with a, I would never rape anybody, but no. Right. She's not my type to rape. That's his defense? <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's like any other like, normal, rational, like decent human being would not be like, no. rapist Yeah, I'm a non-rapist. <laughs> right. I do not rape anybody. This bitch, right. this bitch is going Regardless to jail. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> She's not my type. Yeah. She's not my type. That's my type. That's my type. Jesus yeah. Christ. Adidas is reportedly sitting on $1.3 billion worth of unsold Yeezys Ooh, I heard about since that. the split with Kanye seven months ago. Overstock inventory manager and former chapter leader of Broke Five Broke responded to our request <laughs> for comment. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga. New shoes? Hmm? <laughs> You got any comment, Adidas? This nigga came in here with yeah. new, new shoes. Broke, 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 my broke. We ain't got it, broke, 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 my broke. We ain't got it, got no cash, got no cash, got, got no clothes. Ain't got, got no goods. Can't get no hoes. Can't get no hoes. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wildlife authorities are searching for the person who shot four bald eagles in Arkansas. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders knows who it is. Mm. Antifa. Antifa. <laughs> They're killing the soul of America. They're killing America. Oh, my God. The Commonwealth of the UK conducted their coronation of King Charles and Queen Camilla this week. Mm. Lots of protests behind that shit. People yeah. holding signs, not my king. So there was a lot of controversy from Fox News saying that mm. Joe Biden didn't attend the coronation. But what they don't know is that an American president has never attended a coronation. Mm. Right? A British royalty. <laughs> Jill Biden was in attendance, though. And one thing that we know for sure, the U.S. doesn't have royalty, but we do have plastic surgery and fluoride in our tap water. Mm. Have you seen these motherfuckers? These motherfuckers, yo, Charles and Camilla look like goddamn goblins with crowns on. Did you see this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Hey, Camilla's proof that Camilla's proof that every side piece could have potential. <laughs> yeah. It could work out for you. If you just stay down, bitch. If, if you yeah, just stay, stay down. down. Stay down. <laughs> stay down. You know I love you, baby. That nigga you Charles look like a cum sock, boy. He is stiff as hell. He <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had to sit that nigga up, bro. He's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, for 
<laughs> that nigga looked bad. It was not. A, it was not a pretty dude, sight. Was, I mean, but uh, and like even back in the day, that dude didn't have it going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you let that princess die, Daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then him, I'm like motherfucker. Mm. Like you better be. You're so fucking lucky that you're born into this royal inbred. And family. that's the only way. Status, right? Yeah. Crazy. God damn. You yeah. like you yeah, know that's, he could pull that shit if he was just like. Chuck down the street. Ain't he related to Camilla? That's that's the requirement for their marriage. That's some weird ass. That's a whole requirement. Jesus Christ. In 2023, inbred people are still being crowned king. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. This is Saturday. Hell nuts. The Duke is is Uncle Daddy. Like, what is that? Uh Uncle Daddy. What are you? <laughs> Uncle yep. Daddy. That's his yeah, official Daddy. title. That's, that's yeah, his Uncle state Daddy title. Duke. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Television Writers Union is on strike this week. Y'all hear about this shit? Yes. I know you yeah. did. TV writers are demanding better pay in, envi- in an environment of streaming and binge watching, which is very difficult. The good news is <laughs> the only scab to cross the picket line is reality TV and AI. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure they got nothing to worry about. Yeah, sure. They got nothing to worry about. Yeah, I've seen the AI jokes. They ain't that funny. I've mm. seen and heard nothing from AI, and I like to keep it that way. Oh, okay. Okay, that's what you think. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah, right. As, as so far as I know, this yeah. entire apartment is actually a simulation. Oh, fuck <laughs> I fucking right. <laughs> I'm trapped in the matrix. I know you thought you saw two cats, but that's only one cat you saw twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got, y'all, for the monologue. All right. Yep. Jaffa. Yo. Do you have a current event for us this week? I do, actually. Now, this is kind of like, um, it's two stories in one. Um, And I want to talk about um, strikes, because we've been having a lot of strikes happening. Uh, Joey just mentioned earlier on his monologue about... uh, the Hollywood Writers' Strike. Yep. The first Hollywood strike in 15 years commenced Tuesday as the 11,500 members of the Writers Guild of, of, of America stopped working when their contract expired. So the WGA, the union, is seeking higher minimum pay, more writers per show, and less exclusivity on single projects, among other demands. All conditions, it says, have been diminished in the content boom of the streaming era. The last Hollywood strike, which came in uh, 07 and 08, took three months to resolve, with no talks or even plans to talk pending between the WGA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. That's the AMPTP. And you often see their logo uh, at the end of the credits on the shows that you watch. Yeah. Uh, that represents studios and production companies. Okay. There's no telling how long writers will have to go without pay or how many major productions will be delayed, shortened, or scrapped. And also, too, another big thing about this strike is the use of AI and the possibility of that going into, you know, writing shows and doing things like that. Um, yeah, that part was a joke, but it really wasn't No, a joke. no, no, like, it's a real thing. So, yeah, so, like, these studios are... Kind of basically on this thing of like, well, fuck y'all. We we just be you know, like, we'll, like, we'll just get AI to do our writing for but us. But that's they're not. It's not funny. No, no. 
Like, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's, still, you know, it's the thing. It's like the technology is still too new. And there's... And to me, it's like... That's what's so fucked up about this. And this has always been a thing with, you know, whether it's like Hollywood or the music industry. You know, like you have those business people in it that are literally just thinking of the bottom line and just thinking of you know how to cheaply do this and make as much profit as they can without keeping in mind the creative aspect of it and these creators and these artists that make these things happen they they're the ones that are responsible for creating our favorite tv shows and our favorite moments and things like that yeah um so you know, while all that is, so while all that is happening, uh, interestingly enough, uh, also this week we've got uh, the Oakland teacher strike. Yeah, that's also happening. Um, and I just saw something to wear uh, uh, on Friday. Oh, USD. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we've been and so like we've been having protests over there this week, um, and I even heard I think it's like recently as Friday, uh, they haven't made any concessions or plans to you know talk stuff out so it's still so you know coming tomorrow starting monday it's you know it's going to be back on (laughs) so so yeah it's just it's interesting to see this happening it's really good to see uh you know people rise up and you know demand their worth and demand what's owed to them right you know and it's just it's very interesting that uh you've got you know, Hollywood writers and this, and then you've got teachers here. And it's, 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 it's two things that are definitely important sure. because it's two things that can influence the culture and influence, you know, how we progress as a society. Right, right. Um, so we need to have, like, people be paid what they're worth, and we need to have these people uh, properly motivated to properly motivate other people. Right. So, so I think I think that's one of that's one of the things that I think that we lack is um, organizing. And while it is very important for specific um, industries and specific type of crafts and workers to organize in yeah. unions, I think that um, an umbrella of uh, unions standing in solidarity. To general mm-hmm. strike mm-hmm. Yeah. is really the right. key. That's oh yeah, really. <clears throat> oh god, that would be beat back yeah. this this capital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because while while we can we can negotiate a contract, we are still in constant battle with the powers that be. Yeah. And until we could really hit them where it where counts, it hurts, right? With general strike, yeah. we're gonna be forever fighting. Yeah, we'll yeah. be forever just going through these motions. Sure. Yeah, that's 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 a very good point. Very I I was gonna say something similar to that, but you said it um you said it perfectly. But uh, yeah, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, this is a Hollywood writer strike, so it's a bunch of rich people a bunch of already rich people trying to get richer. And you know, you can have your feelings on that, like that's whatever, but it's important to support a strike because any important to support any strike because research shows that when the rights of any sector of worker increases those around them their wages their their rights their benefits increase as well so even though they're striking and it's not within your particular field 
a lot of other fields are affected, you know. So whenever you see a strike, even if it is just a bunch of fucking, you know, rich ass white writers like shit, yeah, yeah, absolutely, because those cameramen are fucking gonna get better wages and better benefits and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Just per, just in everything in the periphery. But yeah, yeah absolutely, right. like like Joe said, like until we all are able to strike for better wages, better benefits, like a better social safety net. Yeah, we're still going to be in this constant struggle of trying to fight big capital, big money, you know. Right. So, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Su- right. Support support them folks. Absolutely. Yeah. In, absolutely. In and and, and this, this is a thing, and, and this, I equate it to a pest problem, right? Like if, if your neighbors got rats, then nigga, you going to have rats. Right. You know, you can right. put out it's, all the traps it's best for both the of y'all to, you want. Right, right. But I mean, until your neighbor take care of that problem, it's gonna keep spilling over on you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's also just, um, and, and it's also interesting to note how the game has changed because of streaming, uh, and what that means. Uh, you know, because it, it's a completely different. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different field now than it was. You know back in the day when you only had like three channels sure you know and you had to watch what was on right and you know but you know but but now you've got there's more shows mm-hmm. um there's so many choices yeah um there's so much you know shit to catch up on and a lot of it can be like just in, like intimidating like fuck there's like all this stuff option paralysis yeah but also too it's yeah. like uh, um you know what are these writers getting paid um you know, is it going to be something where they're going to get residuals? Right. Is it going to be something where, is it going to be a thing where, like, they're going to get something for, you know, every stream? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So they're trying to kind of, like, figure out and, like, navigate that, too. Used to be, uh, I, I, they, they covered this on the New York Times, uh, uh, the, the Daily podcast, which I listen to every day, but um, they covered this a couple of days ago. They were talking about how there's such a demand to pump out seasons worth mm-hmm. of material in an era of binge watching. Yes, absolutely. Because what people are used to now, what we become accustomed to is being able to sit down and find a whole season of a show mm-hmm. and just right, watch, watch episode after episode. Yeah, and just like watch it in a night, right. you know. Where previously mm-hmm. it was okay, this comes on on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then you would have yeah. a break you know yeah like you would have a break in the summer where it would be all reruns and then like that was the only thing that I liked about September you know just like I was always like bummed that the summer was over I'm like damn but the thing I was like ah new TV I was like yeah yeah, yeah. coming in the fall (laughs) yeah you know and of course this was years ago sure so I would be like, yeah, like, new season of Cosby Show, woo, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, the tick is coming out. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, it's like, no, you know, it's like, like, new season of Simpsons, or whatever, like, like, your, like, your, yeah. your, your, your favorite shows always came back in the fall. Mm-hmm. Well, now, all that's just kind of, like, up in the air, because, you know, this, mm-hmm. New shows and new seasons come out all the time. And they, they were also talking about uh, reality TV. Oh, yeah. And how reality yeah. TV 
gets yeah. around the the writer problem because you don't have to write shit. Well, no, but, but no, right but the thing is though, it's that like they do have writers. Yeah, but they do shit like okay, no, now be angry at her. Yeah, or like, like say this shit. again, they like don't have this. To come up with a whole storyline, right? Yeah, characters because these people are already characters. Yeah, right? oh, they're definitely characters. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's, that's that was also a big like, thing. That was a big thing during the last um, writer strike. Like reality mm-hmm. TV was just like. It just prolifer- proliferated everywhere, and celebrity reality TV especially. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, we don't know how to keep motherfuckers engaged. Put their favorite fucking celebrities in a room." Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that yeah, exactly. and that's and it was just yeah because that <laughs> so was so sucky, so sucky. Yeah, because like that was in 07 or 08. Mm-hmm. and that was like right at. I mean, that was right at the, just the explosion of reality TV. Mm-hmm. That shit was. I mean, man, we already had about like. Three seasons of like, uh, Flavor of Love, and I love New York by then. So, like, that shit was popping off. So, I mean, that just goes to show you, I mean, in all reality, that uh, the studio's um, reluctance to strike fair wages and contracts with unions is what created the presidency of Donald Trump because he gained popularity from Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice. Wow. Am I right? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Oh yeah! What a right? what a what a crazy snowball effect that that wow! Yeah, I'm saying Fuck, yeah. yeah. And what's one, so funny too is you know I like I noticed what you were saying when you were talking about people like oh like who gives a fuck about those Hollywood people those are Hollywood writers blah 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 mm. like you hear a lot of people on, on that side like oh those Hollywood phonies blah 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 and I'm like. You're fucking in bed and you're in love with like the biggest Hollywood phony of all. Right. So, like, <laughs> right, right. It's an act. Every time he grab a mic and step on stage, it's an act. Yeah, it's a total right, act. Right. It's, a, it's like a total fraud. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, and also, too, even if they work in that field, you know, some of those people, you know, aren't making a ton of money. No, they're not. You know, yeah, or that, they're, that's you know, what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, that's a very interesting point. You know, how much are these people making already? Because we know their workload is fucking crazy. Of all the industries that are fucking tanking right now, you know, like I said last episode, the only thing that's really making bread right now is military and entertainment. That's like mm-hmm. your movie. Your movie can make fucking it, it can fucking flop and still make you know. Tens of millions of dollars, and that's a flop. But all y'all, all y'all right. still got paid. You know, like entertainment is probably like the safe, the safest way to flip your money if you have like right. real capital right now. So, mm-hmm. I'm one, yeah, I, I, I want to know what these what these folks are fucking making. What are they living off of? There's very few of them that are on the payroll with the studio. They they generally strike a contract or get hired for a specific show, mm-hmm. and a lot of these writers. They may have one show that they're writing for, and that's all they do all year. Yeah. Right? That's the only gig they could get all year. Right. It's not like a regular 9 to 5, 40-hour-a-week yeah. type gig right. where, you know, they're, right. they're getting paid on a regular basis, whether there's work or not, and yeah. they're getting benefits, Ex- right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's so important that we stand in solidarity with, with all people, right? Um Sometimes uh, they may end up being bourgeois, right? You know, but we still need to we still need to stand stand in solidarity, yeah. for, for free. I mean, so for fair wages and yeah. Uh, and benefits. Yeah, I just listened sure. to this. Um, I just listened to this uh, interview with uh, David Mandel on a WTF with Mark Maron. Uh, David Mandel is a TV writer. He wrote for uh, SNL. 
he wrote for Seinfeld, he wrote for Curb Your Enthusiasm, he wrote for Veep, uh, you know, mm. pretty big deal, wrote on some, you know, pretty huge shows, yeah. pretty, you know, yeah. groundbreaking yeah. shows. And, you know, his story is just like, like, in, like with anybody, it's just, you get to a certain point, you're just trying to get enough to where you can, you know, make ends meet, make a living, and like do something, and it's just, and it's really just like talent and luck, you know. He, like he even talked about like the first year when he got on SNL, he didn't know how long he was going to be on there, and it was like he could, you know, could have easily gotten fired at any point. Like Lorne Michaels just could have been like, "Nah, get the fuck out of here," and you know, he didn't know that he was okay until the last episode of that season when <laughs> Lorne Michaels, who had only really said one thing to him earlier that year goes up to him and says well I'll see you next year and he's like oh okay I guess I'm okay so that profession a lot of times like you know until you get to a point where if you're writing on a hit show um, you know it's not guaranteed it's like you could get something and it could not blow up and then you know you're out of work for the whole year yeah SNL shut down right now yeah yeah uh, everything shut shit. down mm, it's all like tonight mm, show yeah uh, Kimmel, like all, all the late night shows are shut down. This might be the end of television as we know it. Yeah, right. Regular network TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still got episodes I got to catch up on this stuff. It'll be on stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's, right. I mean and, and that's how I watch TV anyway. Right. It's like I don't, you know, I, I haven't watched, I haven't watched live TV or regular ass TV unless I go out of town and I'm in like the hotel room. Right. And I'm like commercials. What are these? Right. <laughs> right. And and Shaq's in every one. Yeah. <laughs> I right. swear to God, dude. Like, Shaq if you, and fucking if, Charles Barkley, dude. Yeah. Dude, dude, yeah. Shaq's in every one. Like, the eyes are hot. Eyes are the cool. Hot baby. <laughs> like, like he's in those general ads. Yeah, the like, general insurance. He's in like, all yeah, and all those motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. Shit. All right. Izzy. Yes, sir. You got a story for us this week? Uh, I do, man. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. this is All right. yeah. This is, this is another another heartbreaker, man. Um, of course, us uh, us number one being black people and especially black men is one that we can identify with, one that we see ourselves in, and it's one that we see too often as black Americans, man, is fucking insane. So, on May 1st of this year, 2023, Jordan Neely, a 30-year-old black homeless man, he was killed Mm -hmm. by Daniel Penny, who is a 24-year-old white ex-Marine. I'm putting their races in there because, shit, it matters. It it, Mm -hmm. is added context. Um... Neely, the homeless man, he had a mental breakdown on the subway in Manhattan. He went on to make a speech screaming, I don't have food, I don't have drink, I'm fed up, I don't mind going to jail and getting life in prison. I'm ready to die. According to witnesses, he then took off his jacket and threw it on the ground. When he threw it on the ground, Penny, the ex-Marine, walked up behind him and placed him in a chokehold. The train stopped and two more men grabbed Neely's arms and legs. 
uh, Nilly struggled the whole time trying to free himself and defend himself, but he couldn't. At 2.29, one passenger warned the man that they should check if Neely defecated on himself. He had. The passenger stated his wife was ex-military and taught that if a person defecates themselves during a chokehold, that's indicating that they're dying. Penny, who the Marine, stated he had defecated, but it was old, so don't worry about it. The passenger said, and this is a quote, and he's on camera saying this. Yeah, there's video of this interaction. The passenger says, you don't want a murder charge, man. You got a hell of a chokehold there. You know, you, you don't want to catch a murder charge. By then, Neely was already motionless and he was placed on his side. The police came soon after and made attempts to resuscitate him, but he had already passed on the subway. Damn. Yeah, so. Yeah. R.I.P. to this brother, man. It's, uh... Mm-hmm. It's, it's very sad. It's very disgusting. And it's um, another polarizing event in America. Um, some background information on Neely. When he was 14 years old, his mother was murdered in a similar way. She was strangled by her boyfriend and was placed inside a suitcase. Damn. Fuck, what? Fucking insane. Yeah. When he was 14. Jesus. And Neely had to testify in that trial. According to his aunt, he developed depression, schizophrenia, and PTSD afterwards and was placed in foster care. He struggled with homelessness after that event and had been arrested 42 times, most of them being minor violations, but three were for unprovoked assaults on women in the subway. Um, Yeah, I I want to stop right here and I want to say that um, a lot of the media, especially the far right media and shit, just just crackers, period, just just racist white motherfuckers, period, are really pointing to the fact that he's been arrested over 40 times as, you know, indication that this is a bad guy. He was a danger to society and he deserved to die. Yeah, a lot of people are saying he deserved to die but him being arrested 40 times isn't an indictment on him it's an indictment on new york city and how hard it is for a person who needs help to get access he had no access to housing food water clothing income mental health services so much so that this man was literally getting arrested for a hot meal and a warm bed. Yep, exactly. That's this. That's not the indictment on him that y'all think it is. That's the indictment on the system Society, and capitalism right. and the state right. that you love so much. Absolutely. Um, New York Mayor Eric Adams called the death tragic, and he stated, "Here's a quote: There's a lot we don't know about what happened here." And we've made record investments in providing care to those who need it and getting people off the subways and out of dangerous situations. I fucking hate how he framed that and making it seem like, you know, the people in the subways are the fucking problem. Like, that's the mm-hmm. that's the summation of the issue. But, uh, or just but Adams, they're like, we don't know. It's like, we don't know. We don't know what happened. Like, uh, right. yeah, we do. Right. Yeah, Not we do. It was, that, on, it was on video. Like, uh, yeah, well, like, I was just gonna say, yeah, like you know, we're on the, you know, everything's on camera. We're all being surveilled. We're all being watched. We know exactly what fucking happened. 
we so know, tell me right, more exactly. about the uh, tell me more about the uh, the ex marine. What do we know about this guy? I'm 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 gonna get to that in just one second. I just want to say okay. that um, the mayor Mayor Adams, who is black, for those who don't know, mayor of New York is is a black man, um, super cop, super nigga. Um, mm-hmm. Though though he came out and said that uh, they've made record investments to basically help the poor, it's not true. Adams actually proposed budget cuts for New York that would cripple agencies dealing in food stamps and housing programs, meaning he helped cut welfare. And not to mention uh, that shit stigmatizes mental health issues, poverty, and it funnels money. To- he's funneled money towards prisons and away from access to food, clothing, and uh, food, housing, and health. So, um, yeah, That's not, not way. On- that tracks. Mm-hmm. That totally tracks. Yeah, it's it, that's it. That's the that's the goal. And you know, you criminalize poverty. You criminalize having mental health issues. And here it is: a person has been executed for it. Um, extrajudicial execution, might I add. This man, even if if even if someone says, "Oh, he did commit a crime. He was threatening someone. He was causing a disturbance." That is not a reason to execute someone. Right. You yeah. Got fucking vigilantes out here on the street. Yeah. Right. The same motherfuckers who love America, you know, what happened to a person that's innocent until proven guilty? What happened that to part. a person that's guaranteed a, a swift and fair trial amongst the mm-hmm. jury of his peers? He was he was denied all of those things. Um, I mean, you could ask so, a cop. I mean, just just based off the description of what, of what you said happened, you could ask a cop, and he didn't do anything wrong. Right. Except for be except for be poor according yeah. to America. Right. Right. Except for right. you know. Being like an unhoused person, nigga, nigga yelling in a in a subway. That's not threatening. That's New York, bro. Like, yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's very exactly. normal. It's very normal. Um, yeah, yeah. So right now, uh, it's protests breaking out across New York and the country, and politicians are speaking out on this man's death. And like I said, it's becoming a real polarizing event, um, where one group brings up his criminal record and states that the Marine is a hero. The other group says that this was basically a public lynching, uh, regardless yeah. about how we feel. Um, after Neely's death, Penny was taken to the station for questioning and was released. The Marine mm-hmm. he was released without any charges. He oh, murdered a man. Surprise, surprise. In broad daylight, who was unarmed and posed no lethal threat. You met him with lethal force, though he posed no lethal threat. Um, I mean, nigga, even if two people fight and one accidentally dies, like, you're getting charged with involuntary manslaughter, yeah. bro. Like, you yeah. Oh, yeah, ki- absolutely. You know? So the fact that Penny was let go, it says a lot about how the NYPD views homelessness, you know, the mentally mm-hmm. ill, and, and more importantly, how it values black life. Uh, aside yeah. from, Aside from uh, the NYPD not charging Penny, it's also been a significant effort placed to protect the identity of Mr. Penny. For a long time, nobody knew who he was. Um, and social social media websites, uh, the Daily Mail, a, um, a fucking a, a bigot racist ass news source, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro and all of, and you know, Jordan Peterson, all of them from the Daily Mail, they actually posted his name and once they found out who he was, 
they actually started scrubbing his name off of uh, even uh, the NYPD and Mayor Adams. Uh, they're kind of under scrutiny right now because they've been noticeably trying to protect this man's identity. And mm-hmm. that gave him time to scrub his social media presence and to go ahead and get lawyered up. Since then, and this is for you, Joe, since then it's come out that Penny, the Marine, is the son of a retired chief inspector for the NYPD. Oh! Yes, that's what surprise, we know. Surprise, surprise. That's wow. what we know. He's the yeah. son of a cop. And he is mm-hmm. a ex-Marine. And though he tried to scrub his, uh, his social media presence, of course... Niggas on the internet will always find you and they'll find your friends. His friends have been caught spouting uh, neo-Nazi rhetoric and taking pictures, doing the, you know, the Nazi hand sign, you know, the mm, shit. Yeah, shit. The, uh, the, the so, um, so though, you know, though you can't say that he is a Nazi or, you know, he believes that his circle nah, of friends... Now, birds of a feather, man. Fuck that. Yeah, no, of course, exactly. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, I'm that's, pretty that's, sure that I don't have any friends who are Nazis. <laughs> you know that's that's always the um the go to the deniability you know it, it it could it could be but it also could not be and so motherfuckers oh, yeah. love riding on that so if you affiliated um, you that yes yeah, you know exactly yeah, right exactly right if I mean, it's y'all say, and one of y'all <laughs> this is a nazi yeah. gathering now right exactly even before i knew about his dad being a former cop and all of that even just the, the even just the fact of him being a former marine puts him in now I now I don't want to say Nazi club but what I want to say is a club of cops because yeah. I'm sure you know a lot of them have that military fetishization well, he's affiliated thing with fa- with fa- with fascistic beliefs yeah right right you're you're a state enforcer you're 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 yeah. an enforcer in the biggest gang in the world. <laughs> yeah. The right. biggest game you're you're an enforcer. That's your job, literally. So I mean Yeah. This, yeah, so this, that dude is, is I mean normal. so he has no charges, right? Not as of right now, no. All right. As of right now, no, he has no charges. Yeah. Whack. And of course, you know, the case is drawn comparisons to the killing of Eric Garner in twenty fourteen mm-hmm. where a, ch- a chokehold cost a man his life again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, not to mention George Floyd, right? Right. Well, I think yeah. This is. I think this is a lot. It's a lot. It draws more similarities to um, Trayvon Martin and that George too. Zimmerman, right? Yeah. Seeing as though um, it's an actual citizen that did the thing and not law enforcement, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and we saw what happened there. Right. Zimmerman's free. He's walking around. Yeah. No, like he's walking around. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like. Walking around like just like breathing all the white man's air, breathing all the white man's air. Yeah, so but it may uh, but I thought of George Floyd because um, when that happened, people brought up his criminal past. Yeah, and what he did too. Mm, yeah, I literally had like a former bandmate of mine bring that up and been like, oh, like you know, like like he was a drug user, blah blah blah. Well, and then when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, straight. And not only that, too. Like right after that happened, a mutual friend of ours uh, hit me up, and she said, "Yeah, 
when I met him, he was selling drugs. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. What a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So that's, you yeah. know, so I mean, like, that's kind of what always happens, unfortunately, with these victims is like when it's like when they when they die, when they pass, their criminal past just gets brought up and it's brought up as an excuse for their death. The it's like, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. even a common, you're, you're that's no a common tactic a in the court of law, even mm-hmm. with, like, civil cases, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is you, you know, the, the, the defense wants to demonize the litigant, you know, to, uh, to try to sway the opinion of the, of the, of the judge or the jury. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, that's fucking whack. Yeah. So, Jordan Neely. Jordan Neely, say his name. Jordan yeah, Neely. Yeah, all right. Rest in peace. Didn't deserve to die. No, did not deserve to die at all. Damn. I, I also want to say, man, just as a just as a last thought, you know, um, if anybody who could try to defend the actions of, of, of Mr. Penny, the Marine, I just want to say that the word Karen exists for a reason. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. That's a very specific kind of person when we say Karen. And we see mm-hmm. white people freaking out in public all the fucking time. But we mm-hmm. never see them being choked to death for it. Or shot. We never see that. Had no, it been a that white never woman happens. Have it had it been a white woman that was freaking out on the subway, making threats to people, and was being choked for fifteen minutes. Yeah, Penny choked this man out for fifteen minutes laying on the ground. Had that been a white woman in that chokehold for 15 minutes, the assailant would have been arrested immediately. Oh, yeah, but already oh, in charge. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, if not shot by the cops as soon as they got there. Yep. At all. And so, so unfortunately, you know, this, this, this man's death and his life really highlights the racism that still exists here and this fucking double standard that we got to live under. All right, y'all, that's all we got. For this one, Jaffa, do you have another one for us? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Well, well, we, <laughs> well, after that, we need to feel good. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm going to come with it. Uh, here we go. Let me pull this up. Because um, it's not very often that I have feel good stories. But when I find one, I jump on it. Um, so, a jury in Washington, D.C. Has, con- has convicted four members of the far-right group Proud Boys of seditious conspiracy and other felonies for their role in the January 6th insurrection and for attempting to keep Donald Trump in power after the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The Proud Boys verdict is seen as a major victory for the Justice Department. During two previous trials, six members of another far-right group, the Oath Keepers, were also convicted of sedition. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we're going to read more about it. Uh, read about these guys that got convicted. As uh, uh, Former Proud Boy leader Enrique Tarrio, yeah. uh, Joe Biggs, Ethan Nordin, and Zachary Rem uh, have been uh, convicted and they're guilty. Uh, they have not been nice. uh, sentenced yet, but they're saying uh, up the, they could face up to 20 years in prison. Mm. Uh, jurors were deadlocked on two charges for all defendants, including whether they were culpable for another Proud Boy throwing a water bottle at a p- police officer. 
the, the mm. government can decide whether they would like to retry those charges or not. I hope that ain't the only damn charge they could try to make stick on the water. Right. Bottle. I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, these motherfuckers. Yeah. They, they're really going to try and put the kid gloves on for these niggas because... I know, you know, yeah. That's them. That's yeah. they, that's that's their brothers, the proud boys. Right. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. another one, uh Jeremy Bertino already pled guilty to seditious conspiracy in exchange for a lighter sentence and agreed to testify on behalf of the prosecution. Uh oh. So he's a snitch. Mm. He done turned states. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right, still right. Old thought- pigeon? <laughs> They, they, they hate the state until it's time to uh, do their duty, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. Goddamn. You think the Aryan Nation gonna do to your ass when you get in there, boy? <laughs> Ooh, right. Oh, oh, that's right. Because, like, all the need, other gangs, they ain't gonna protection. fuck with you. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah. Um, one, one of the things that I wanted to highlight here is uh, they were talking about how these convictions, specifically of the Proud Boys, may help in implicating Donald Trump mm-hmm. in this in this uh the January 6th shit because you mm-hmm. remember during the debate when Joe Biden said to Donald Trump tell the proud boys to stand down and right. Trump was like proud boys stand back and stand by what? Oh yeah, 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 and that what? was yeah, and everybody knew. I mean, pretty much as soon as January sixth happened, people were like, "Yo, he called that shit like early on." Yeah, I mean, mm. even even immediately when he made that statement, people were kind of put on guard, like, "Yo, you know." So we already kind of knew that there was the possibility that some shit could go down, and yeah. then when it did, you know. So, oh, man. yeah, no, it's fucking wild. It, I think one of the crazy things, too, that um, that people fail to understand, and, and don't think I'm justifying the behavior or the ideology of any far-right group, but a lot of these people that are part of these far-right groups are suffering from the exact same ailments that yep. the far-left does under capitalism, yep. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep, suffering absolutely. from the same lies that are being that are being told, the same division, mm-hmm. and this. Uh, but but in their case, it's this this false idea or or belief that they are better and that they are entitled to certain mm-hmm. things. Right. Exactly. That other groups are not entitled to. Right. Mm-hmm. They fall in for this lie of racism, this lie of. Uh, white Christian nationalism. Yeah, exactly. Alright. Well, that's all we got for the current events, y'all. Stay tuned to the Death Perspective for our world-class media review. Yeah. So I've got a, I got a little bit of a, a review here. What you got? So I was on Hulu the other day, mm-hmm. and I was searching for a show, and I, you know, I really like uh, espionage, like spy films and spy shows. As much as I hate the state, 
You do like you I know. do like my James Bond. Man. Yeah, you like some and 007 like, shit. I really do. I really do. Um, it's it's uh, very entertaining to me. Um, and I found a show called uh, The Old Man. Mm. Have y'all heard of this? I have, but who's in it? Okay, so it's starring Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, the dude. And, and uh, John Lithgow. Oh, nice. Okay, so nice. Two, two old men. Yeah, <laughs> but two, like, badass old men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two badasses. Um, and it is about um, an old CIA operative mm-hmm. that, uh, that did some work over in Afghanistan... Um, during the Soviet invasion, um, and work directly with the Mujahideen, mm-hmm. and uh, provide arms for them fighting off the Russians. Uh, I'm not gonna get too deep into his dealings over in Afghanistan because that's a part, major part of the plot. Um, the show's been out for a little bit, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling too right, much. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he went dark and was um dark and assumed another identity for i want to say like 20 years or some shit like that Mm -hmm. and then they started looking for him again right and uh he's kind of fighting his way out he's uh trying to clear his name and trying to disappear once again and what i really like about this show is it's not super over the top with the action sequences mm-hmm. um, i mean it is over the top right because it's television right yeah yeah of but course. the cool part is like when he's when jeff bridges is actually fighting someone um who's like 30 years his junior mm-hmm. right he's actually out of breath and like he gets hit and it takes him a minute to like yeah, gain yeah. his composure and like right. stand up and he's like grunting and shit. Yeah, like but like what would actually happen in real life? What would actually happen if you're yeah. fighting an old man? But right. The dude has bars. I'm telling you, he is like he is a fucking machine on the attack though. His yeah, I, I started watching it. Jeff Bridges. I, I started yeah. watching the show. Okay. It is fucking What's it on? nasty. I love oh, it. Oh, Hulu. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did, uh, did you did you see all the first episode? Yeah, yeah. I watched all the first. I'm on. I'm on episode three right now. So, the, yeah. yo, the scene, the scene where he was, uh, where he was in the car. Yes. Yes. And he was being followed. Yeah. That shit was ill, right? That, that and was then the intense. Dogs popped up. Yeah. I, I nigga. was. I was like, oh, oh, the, yeah. this nigga forgot. Yeah, I gotta he start watching about that show. Dogs. Sounds it's, like. Yeah, it's yeah. Really I mean, good. plus it's like Jeff Bridges, man. I love Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's great in everything he's done. He's really good in it. He's really good in it. Really good. And uh, like John Lithgow too. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I got for the media review, Jaffa. What you got for us? Okay, what I got. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about a show, um, and also like a little bit about a band. I haven't uh, gotten. Into, uh, I'm, I'm like about to start checking out this band more, but. Uh, um, so uh, a couple nights ago on Wednesday, uh, I had to work the show at the chapel. This band called uh, Wolves in the Throne Room. Wolves in the Throne Room. Wolves in the Throne Room. I like that name. They, yeah, yeah. They yeah they played and it's metal. Mm. It's black metal. Mm. It's like you know, uh, from what I've heard, their earlier stuff is very closer to like you know, pretty much like straight up Norwegian black metal. Uh, their newer stuff is a little more experimental, but obviously still has those roots, but still very metal. Mm-hmm. And um, so, 
what was interesting about this show, uh, we had it at the chapel, and the chapel doesn't, we don't really have a lot of metal shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have like a lot of, you know, indie rock, we have a lot of uh, like folk stuff, Americana, all country, blah, 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 you know, like a lot of that stuff. Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like we, like we do have some great shows and then we have some shows I'm not really into. But we don't have a lot of metal. Um, and there's always the concern uh, with having metal shows. It's like, oh, well, we don't want like fights to break out or crazy moshing or this and that and these metal people are so so scary and but you know like 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 venue owners will express those thoughts and have that idea and then what they don't realize is that like okay metal fans and metal heads well they're working class so they a lot of times they work service jobs um and they're really just about obviously the music but also just about the community right so when they get together and when they go to shows, they're excited about the music and excited about the community. They're not trying to start shit for the most part. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there is some toxicity in the metal community. But what I found is it's just like they're just super chill. Right. And they're just glad they're just glad to be there. Mm. And they're polite and they have manners and they tip and they spend money on merch and they spend money on drinks. And it's just like they do what if you own a venue they do what you want your patrons to do which is like spend money and not start shit and enjoy <laughs> shit sure. and that's how it, and, and that's how it, that's how it was everybody had a great time people were really nice and courteous like people asked me how i liked the show like oh yeah it was great blah 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 um i mean it was just like and I kept saying that, and I even checked with my security guys, too. I'm like, oh, how, did y'all have any drama or any problem? No, everything was great. Like, exactly. We should have more metal shows. Mm-hmm. We have way less drama at, you know, with metal shows than we do with, like, jam band shows or, you know, like, all country or, like, you know, shows where we would have, like, trust fund hippies, boomers, blah, blah, blah. There's way more shit and way more drama and way more bullshit that we have to deal with dealing with those people right. than, you know, scary-looking metalheads. Sure. Um, who, by the way, did not mosh or, like, crowd surf or anything like that. They were just, you know, headbanging and, like, digging the tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, I just... I, I've always known this, but every time I get reminded of it, it's just like a nice reminder that it's just like you know, metalheads are cool, yeah, yeah. and and they're they're way less trouble than they chill, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I literally have to work uh, this other show uh, on Thursday. That's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a folky boomer show, and I'm just like ah shit Mm. (laughs) I'm sure that sometimes it's a nice change of pace energy energy wise right absolutely like that too it's just like that's even what's you know nice about you know having metal is that it's a a nice change of pace Mm -hmm. from all the normal shit that we normally have right right yeah and uh yeah I'm gonna be checking out some more wolves in the throne room soon and actually it's funny so the next day I came into work at Econo Jam and uh my coworker uh Aesop uh, he's like kind of like a local Bay Area music 
legend dude that's been in a ton of bands and stuff. So I was telling him about the show last night, and then it was, you know, I was telling him about that show the night before, uh, and he was all like, yeah, uh, my roommate's their sound guy. So they just, you know, they all, like, came in my house, and they are all just hanging out, like, taking showers and taking poops and shit, you know. Then they were all like, "Yeah, are, are you gonna come to? Yeah, are you gonna come to the show?" And I'm like, "Nah, I don't go to San Francisco." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's what's up. That's yeah. What's up. So wolves in the throne room. Wolves in the throne room. All right, so, y'all check them out. Yeah, if you like, like heavy Norwegian shit, black metal, black metal. You know, then it also kind of like there's also some like you know. Spacey, proggy parts to you okay. know. So yeah, like it's dope. Give it a listen. That's what's up. All right, Izzy. Yes, yes. Do you have a obscure selection for us? Selection obscura Sele- for I, us. I do. I do. It it, it is definitely mm-hmm. obscura. It is. Okay. All right. This coming straight from Angola. Angola. Oh. And and nice. fucking oh. shout out to Angola, man. Like they're fucking awesome. I mean, you know, they have hella hella problems like any African nation. But um, yeah, but you don't hear fighting. about that country a lot. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't never hear shit about Angola. You, not not for real. Um, mm-hmm. But they they their history is fucking riddled with strife. But these are like very very strong willed and determined people. They um were were uh, colonized by Portugal, so shit. They probably got like you know some of the worst of it, but um, fucking they're 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 fucking communists or you know a, attempting to bring socialism. But they had a they had a whole communist revolution. They had the illest flag of any country. If you look up the Angola flag, that motherfucker mm-hmm. is hard as fuck. Gears and a machete. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that shit is so sick. Mm-hmm. But so uh, the artist today is Teta Lando. Oh, dude, that flag is dope. That flag is sick as shit, right? <laughs> I wish yeah. I wish we had a dope ass communist flag like that. That'd be so sick. I know, right? But uh, Teta Lando, Teta Lando, he um n- don't know a lot about him, um as you know everything with Angola, uh, the information is scarce, but um. He's very well known in in Angola, and he's very well known in Portugal. The album is Independencia, so independence in Portuguese. Independencia. So, so how do you spell the artist again? T E T A Teta and Lando L A N. Oh, okay. All right, I see it here. Uh huh. And the the album is. Independencia, and it's a yellow mm-hmm. album with people on the front oh, yeah, who look I like they're it. at a protest, or you know, it, it kind of reminds me of. Oh the, yeah, um, no, no, it looks the, like uh, your shit, man. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of the Dead Press cover where you see how, like all the Africans standing there with their fist up and their guns up and shit. I was like, oh fuck yeah! So um, checked mm-hmm. it out. It's really fucking dope. My uh, my favorite track on that is Ermao Amateo Ermao. Which means brother, love your brother. Um, really dope. Like, <clears throat> even listening to it, I was I, I was like, did somebody fucking sample this? Like, it sounds like um, distant relatives. 
It, it sounds like it could be a sample from Distant Relatives, that Nas and okay. Damian Marley joint. I was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, yeah. A, a, a lot of these beats on here are like uh, so, so sampleable, like so fucking dope. Um, there's another one. Where is this track? Where is this track? Ang- Angolano. Let's see, I don't, I don't speak Portuguese, y'all. So I'm finna, I'm finna slaughter this. Angolano seg- segui em frente. That motherfucker bangs. <laughs> that that shit. Right. The, the whole album goes hard, but those two songs in particular, I really fucking love. Yeah, they got me hooked on this album. So yeah, it's in Portuguese, and um, but it is, it's it's very African. It's you know hella hella drums, um, just good Sunday music. Like it's it's very cleansing music, and uh, what little bit I don't I don't really know Portuguese. I know a little bit of Spanish, and so you know sometimes the shit translates over. But um, mm-hmm. what I do catch up it, he's speaking about like the Angolan identity. You know what it means to be a comrade, what it means to be a brother, like real, 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 real shit that that hits home with what I got going on right now. You know. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no doubt. Real, real, real good socialist music for uh, for y'all okay. Sunday. All right, Tetalando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check it out. Check out Tetalando. Okay. Well, shit. Well, shit. Like jam. We gonna check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. That's all we've got this week for the Deaf Perspective. Oh, yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got for you. That's all we got. That's all we got. Next week. Alright, peace out, y'all. Stay hard, Dick. Yeah. Peace. Peace. But it ain't real, man. All that shit comes from within. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they 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 need that they need that industrial strength placebo. Then they 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 need religion to, to to convince them. It's really it's really themselves doing it. But you need someone to convince you. No, nah, it's outside of you. <laughs>